deserve all the things that you've done. You keep blessing me over and over again. Oh, oh. I was lost deep in sin till I heard your voice singing your
and mercy. Grace and mercy. If it wasn't for your grace and your mercy, which endureth forever, we thank God for grace and mercy. And the reason why we thank God for grace and mercy, because God is a gracious God. God is a merciful God. God is a God that loves his people. That's why we are under grace and mercy. And the text for today is the purpose of God's grace and mercy. The purpose of God's grace and mercy. And our lesson text will be John, the 10th chapter, starting at the 10th verse. But we're going to read Revelation 12 and 9 through 10, Psalms 40 and 2, Genesis, the 6th chapter, starting at the 4th verse, through the 8th verse and John 3 16 all of these will be the purpose of God's grace Revelation 12 chapter Amen Father in Jesus name we thank you for this message and we thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for sending your only begotten son that we may live and not die. An everlasting life, God, because the spirit is forever. Flesh will decay and will not remain because it's not built for everlasting life. But the spirit man, the inward parts of the man is everlasting. Why? Because God has built us in his own image. His spirit is forever. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my spirit and his word, the word and his spirit was not pass away. Why? Because they one of the same. Revelations, the 12th chapter, starting at the ninth verse, God, we thank you. And we magnify you because you are the author and the finisher of our faith. And we must recognize that. And you also are the chief cornerstone. You had the last say. The last say. You have the last say. They cast lots. But you had the last say. In other words, the disposing of the Lord is the last say. And we thank God for that. <clears throat> we magnify you for that. And we thank you above all things for your son 
and for grace and mercy. Revelations, the 12th chapter, starting at the ninth verse, and the great dragon was thrown down, the age-old serpent who is called the devil and Satan, he who continually deceives and seduces the entire inhabited world. He was thrown down to the earth. This is the uh, Amplified Bible. And his angels were thrown down with him. Then I heard a voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power of the kingdom, dominion reign of our God, and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our believing brothers and sisters has been thrown down at last. He was accused them, he who accused them and keeps bringing charges of sinful behavior against them before our God day and night. Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom, dominion reign of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of our believing brothers and sisters has been thrown down at last. He who accuses them and keeps bringing charges of sinful behavior against them before our God day by day. The purpose of God's grace and mercy is because of the devil, is it because of Satan, it is because the accuser of the believing, of the brothers and sisters has been thrown down at last. He who accuses them and keeps bringing charges of sinful behavior against them before our God day and night has caused the living God to have grace and mercy upon his people. Amen. Genesis, I want to talk about Noah. Genesis, the sixth chapter, starting at the fourth verse. But I wanted to do read the, uh, the uh, King James Version of Revelation 12 and 9 first. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceived the world. He was cast out into the, out, into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Salvation and strength has come. Now, the purpose of God's grace and mercy is 
when the devil was cast out of heaven and deceived Eve first. And Eve deceived her husband, Adam, on the eating of the forbidden fruit. Genesis, the sixth chapter, starting at the fourth verse, there were giants in the earth in those days. And after that, when the sons of God came in onto the doors, in other words, they had sexual intercourse to the daughters of men, and they bare children to them. The same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. And it grieved him at the face. And it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom have created, whom whom I have created from the face of the earth. Both man and beast and creeping things and creeping things and the fowls of the air. For it repented me that I have made them. But Noah, which is the first beginning of grace, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace. Now God was so upset with humanity, not only he, he was so upset with humanity, he wanted to destroy the beast also. Everything he wanted to destroy, man and beast, but he found grace in the eyes of Noah. Noah and his family in two parts of the beast in the fowls of the air, the fish in the sea, two parts, male and female. And Noah's family were the only ones saved because God found grace. Because Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. There were giants in the earth in those days. Fourth verse of Genesis. After that, and after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty. The same became mighty men, which were old of, of old men of renown, old men with wisdom. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination.
inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. There was no good thing dwelling in the hearts of men. So God decided to destroy or to start over or to get rid of the evil not only the evil of men, but also the beast of the field, the fowls of the air. He decided to destroy everything. But there was a grace and mercy that took place and took hold of God pertaining to his son, Jesus. Now, there is a metaphor with Abraham and Isaac. God asked Abraham to offer up Isaac as a sacrifice. That's a metaphor for John 3.16. Now, uh, Abraham was ready to strike his son and sacrifice him, but the angel of the Lord told him Stop, because there is a ram in the thicket, and your faith fail you not. Your love for God did not fail, but there is a ram in the thicket. You can use that ram to sacrifice unto God. And Abraham was appreciative of God, saving his son from the sacrifice. Now we want to go to John, the third chapter. I know we all know this scripture because this is the famous scripture that preachers and missionaries give to the sinner. John, the third chapter, in the sixth verse. And this is the purpose of God's grace and mercy. God's grace and mercy. For God is love. God, for God, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This is the purpose of God's grace and mercy is because of the enemy because of the devil when he got cast out of heaven. Now, we are going to know not when, but we know that God will destroy the devil in his works and he will cast in him and his angels or demons, whatever you want to call them, into the lake of fire. And there will be no more devil. And he knows that he has a short time. 
And that's why he is trying to do his best to destroy humanity. But the purpose of God's and grace, the purpose of God's grace and mercy is to stop him from destroying humanity. The ones that believe that Christ is the Messiah and the ones that believe that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that we, that whosoever believeth, the key word, whosoever believeth will fall under grace and mercy. Whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, shall fall under grace and mercy, but have everlasting life. Mercy and grace are evident in the salvation that is available through Jesus Christ, the anointed, the Messiah. We deserve judgment, but in Christ we receive mercy from God and are delivered from judgment. In Christ, the Almighty, the Messiah, the anointed one, we receive eternal salvation, forgiveness of sins, and abundant life. Amen. And this is our key verse in this message. John 10 and 10. And I want to read the John 3.16 in the Amplified to open up a better understanding to some people that's not familiar with the scripture. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his own, gave his one and only begotten son so that whoever believes and trusts in him as a savior shall not perish but have eternal life. And if you want to read 17, for God did not send the Son into the world to judge and condemn the world, that is, to initiate the final judgment of the world, but that he, but that the world might be saved through him. So he didn't come to judge he come, or condemn, he come to save through Christ, through him. John 10 and 10, in the King James Version, the thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And abundantly means to have a prolific life, to live in the prolific. The thief cometh not, but to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. In other words, it's going to be under God's grace and mercy that we have life and that we might have it more abundantly. In other words, that we may live a prolific life under grace and mercy. Grace is a manifestation of favor. Mercy is compassionate or kindly forbearance shown towards an offender. 
Psalms 37, starting in the 23rd verse, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth, delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he is grace. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. In other words, the grace of God upholds him in his hand, though he fall. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. Psalms 37, 23, and 24. For the Lord upholdeth him in upholdeth him with his hand. Now here's the thing. Grace and mercy is here because of the enemy. Grace and mercy is here to not only be there because of the enemy, but also to protect us from the enemy. We need protection. Grace and mercy is that purpose that they're here. Amen. Thank God for grace and mercy. You can say that you want you don't want grace and mercy or you don't need grace and mercy. We all that are living upon this earth needs, and I repeat, needs grace and mercy. Now, John, the 10th chapter, in the 10th verse, in the Amplified says, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Let me read that scripture again in the Amplified Bible. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. That is a prolific lifestyle. You can and will live in the prolific to the full, to the full, to the full, to the full, till it overflows. Then if you want to read the 11th verse, I am the good shepherd, the gift shepherd lays down his own life for the sheep. Thank God for the good shepherd. Amen. The Apostle Paul had a situation in his life and he prayed three times for this situation to leave him because it was sending blows. It was beating upon his spirit. It was sending blows. And the Apostle wanted God to relieve him from those blows. Second Corinthians, the 12th chapter, starting at the 6th verse, for though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man shall think of me above that which 
he seeth me to be, or that he heareth me, unless I should be exalted above, above measure through the abundance of the revelations, the revelation knowledge that God has given me, the revelation knowledge that God gives, there was given to me a thorn in my flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For in other words, I am human. I am still human. And Satan knows that. I am human. But he cannot, Satan cannot overthrow the spirit of God. Unless I should be exalted above measure, above measure through the abundance of the revelation, the revelations, which is revelation knowledge, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, three times, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. In other words, the anointing of God will allow you to go, go through certain things. Why? Because as a human, you cannot handle what the devil dishes out to us. That's why we need the Spirit of God to give us strength. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. So the Spirit of God is telling Paul, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, would I rather glory in, a, in my infirmities that the power of Christ, the anointed, may rest upon me. If you have the Spirit of God, no worries. The Spirit of God, the anointing of God, the Messiah, that is a part of your life, no worries. Because, why? My strength is made perfect in weakness. Now, the devil is a nagger. He annoys. He's continually trying to disrupt or cause negative things to come into your life as a nagger to annoy by persisting, fault-finding, complaints or demands to keep in a state of trouble, awareness of anxiety as a recurrent pain or problem. A recurrent pain or problem to find fault or complain in an irritating, worsome, or relentless manner to cause pain, discomfort, distress, depression, buffet, to strike against or push repeatedly. In other words, trying to force you into other areas that is not a part of God. But we must keep moving forward in Christ, the anointed, because 
This is the only way to survive the enemy's attacks by God's grace and mercy. Through his son, the Christ, the anointed, the Messiah, the Holy One of God. You cannot look for approval of man because they need grace and mercy too. They account, they are accounted for as we are account for it. For if we do not have grace and mercy in our lives, there is no way without Christ, the anointed, the Holy One, in the lives by grace and mercy. We need grace and mercy. And that is the real purpose that grace and mercy is here because of the devil, because of the enemy. If the enemy wasn't here, imagine heaven before Lucifer decided he wanted to overtake heaven. Before that, there wasn't any grace and mercy. And then when Lucifer decided he wanted to overthrow heaven, if he knew the future, he would have never tried that anyway. But he wanted to overthrow heaven. And heaven cast him out. And Lucifer took his tail, the dragon, took his tail and gathered third of the angels from his tail. And he was being cast out of heaven. If you read Revelations, and the great dragon was cast out, Revelation 12 and 9, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceived the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a voice, I heard, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. You see that? As soon as the devil was cast out of heaven with his angels, listen to what the voice said. The voice that was saying and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ, the anointed, the Messiah, the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords, the God of all gods for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night day and night that is the purpose of grace and mercy because the enemy was cast out of heaven and he took a third of the angels with him Thank God for grace and mercy because if that hadn't came now or as soon as the enemy was cast out of heaven, who knows what would happen? 
But we first have to be believers of Christ to receive grace and mercy. That is the only way that we can have grace and mercy by receiving Christ as Lord and Savior. Christ is the Lord and Savior. He is merciful. He will always be there. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for grace and mercy. We thank you for being who you are. We thank you for keeping the hand of the enemy out of our lives. And we believe that you are the author and finisher of our faith. And we know because your words say in Romans 8.28, we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and in in are of the call and the, are the call according to your purpose, his purpose. Your purpose, your purpose is here. Not only that your purpose is here, but grace and mercy is a part of your purpose, which we are the salt. If we lose our salt, we lose our purpose. So we are continuing in purpose in Jesus' name. Amen.